Hi everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Michael Cloud, and I am the owner of Solve CrossFit. This podcast, along with my coaching practice, aims to help busy adults such as yourselves tackle your health and fitness goals, no matter what they might be. Hi everybody, hope you're having a great day. On today's episode, we're discussing supermarket supermarket hacks that lead to big savings. Um, if you're worried about restricting yourself to a diet of canned beans, noodles, and you know other stuff, due to rising food costs, you're probably not alone. Um, costs are rising. We're all very, very aware of that. But you still need to eat, feed your family, right? You still got to go about life. Um, so the idea of today's episode is that we're going to give you uh, some clever and just resourceful ways that you can think about reducing your bills, um, particularly at the supermarket right now. So the first kind of tip really is like. Hey, shop for no named items, right? So stay clear of the brand names when it comes to food and you'll probably save quite a lot in the long run. Things like canned items, cereal, flour, sugar, um, and spices can cost up to like 30% more if you buy the popular brands, as opposed to when you look for the in-house brands, that's where you're you know, most likely going to be saving a lot of money. For a, a good example here is if you go to Tesco's, if Tesco's is where you shop, uh, the in-house peanut butter, for example, is only 32 pence per 100 grams, whereas a popular brand like Meridian, the smooth peanut butter, that's a whopping 93 uh, pence per 100 grams. So you could have 280 grams, for example, of Meridian peanut butter for £2.60, or you could have 340 grams of Tesco's own for a pound 40, right? So you can get way more bang for your buck if you go with Tesco's own brands and things like that. So um, you could also get this from uh, toughnickel.com. Generic foods are about 30% cheaper than named brands. If your trolley is full of named brand items, you might be able to save a lot of cash if you select a different product. So again, get savvy with, um, you know, go and take in your, your favorites and then trying to find the alternatives that don't come with the branded cost, all right? The next thing you can do is you can get familiar with your sort of local store's sales cycle. So any business kind of has their year planned out ahead. And with that, especially supermarkets, you know, they're all, there's a reason, for example, companies pay a little bit more to put their uh, products in different places within the supermarket. They, they're they often buying um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're often buying visibility, right? The product doesn't really matter at the end of the day if it's not in the right place for a, con- a consumer to see it. So that being said, every brand has you know a cycle of when they're likely to put things on sale. So it requires a little tracking on your part, but it could be worth it in the long run. So an example of this is create a spreadsheet and on the spreadsheet, list the items that you purchase often and then note the costs on each trip to the store. So like I said, this can take a few months to really kind of like see some um, some cycles and some themes, but after a little bit of tracking, you'll be able to spot trends and in no time, you'll be able, you know, you'll be able to see the adjustments that you can make um, to your meal plans that are gonna help you kind of save a little bit of money every month, every week. Um, so for example, if you know that like beef prices are way up, but there's a sale on pork, then you know for the next two weeks ahead, that you're going to be better off buying pork on, you know, having pork on the menu rather than beef, for example. Um, and so you can do this for, you know, not only your protein selections, but you can do it for your carb selections, your fat selections, and things like that. If you notice that 
Um, you know, one source of protein is always a little bit higher in price during the summer months, and then some other parts, some other protein sources are a little bit lower cost during the winter months, and vice versa. Easy, easy decisions to make, right? With what you're going to eat over the next few days. The next thing you can do is uh, you can check out. Uh, it's called Too Good To Go.co.uk. Uh, this company helps you find foods that stores, restaurants, and other kind of eateries are going to be throwing away, even though there's nothing wrong with the food. Um, and you can shop here. You can reserve um, on the website, and then you can list to collect the items, and you literally can save, depending on what you're buying, hundreds of pounds if that's what you want to do. Uh, one of our members actually told me about this website, and uh, from what I've seen, it's pretty fantastic. Like I said, stores, restaurants, and other eateries Whatever they're throwing out, even though there's nothing wrong with it, you can go and reserve it at a lower price there and collect it on the same day. I don't know if they do delivery, but I'm pretty sure you can definitely collect. A word of caution, make sure you only buy things you need. That's a really easy one for us all to do, right? If if a sale causes you to buy more things uh, than you actually need them for, then obviously you need to maybe stay away from the shop and shouldn't be the one spending the money. Um, but yeah, if uh, that's, that's the only word of caution that I have with that, right? Just because it's cheap doesn't mean you need to go and buy a hundred of them. Like if you're looking to save money, you need to just buy what you need. Now, the last one really is like, you need to do some maths as well, right? Um, there's a term called shrinkflation, which is when companies, and we've all experienced this, this is when like uh, Cadbury's stopped offering Freddo's at like five pence, right? They're now like 15p, but the Freddo's maybe a little bit smaller, right? It's called shrinkflation. It's when companies reduce the size of something, but they keep the price the same or they raise it. So watch the labels to spot shrinkflation, right? Did a brand cut a package size by 100 grams? Did that 12 pack become a 10 pack? Uh, has a product size been altered to obscure a price increase? If some producers are playing games, try to find the brands that aren't. Further, it's often worth figuring out the price per 100 grams per unit, right? This is the example I gave earlier with the peanut butter. If you do, you'll often find out that some deals aren't actually deals and they're not saving you money. For example, you know, two for eight quid is worthless if the regular price is 3 99 each, right? Um, or how about long grain white rice priced at 259 for 907 grams? Is that a better deal than medium grain rice priced at £6.39 for 1.81 kilograms? The answer is obviously yes, right? The smaller bag is actually 29 pence per 100 grams and the large bag is 35 pence per 100 grams. So some stores will do the math like this for you, others won't. Be prepared to whip out your phone, run the numbers, see what's actually the cheapest. A giant sign alerting you to a small price reduction might actually be a trick designed to get higher price stock out the door. When cheap, cheaper, fair is just one row down, right? So the next thing you can do is you can shop with coupons and you can join loyalty programs. There's plenty of these. Uh, my partner Charlotte's really good at this. Um, I'm not. She, you know, whenever we get to the the checkout um, and the the cashier is always like, "Hey, do you have a loyalty card with us?" I'm always saying no. She's always saying yes, and she'll whip out a card and she'll have I don't know a couple of quid saved off. You know, whatever she's purchasing. The the, the place that that normally happens actually for us is Paper Chase. She has a, a rewards card there that works like a charm and I swear, whenever we go there, she's always saving like five quid or something like that. Um, so yeah, join, you know, your grandparents probably shopped with like wads of newspaper coupons and wallets and purse. Like, do you remember those? 
Um, and they'd like whip out their purse and they'd just grab a ton, absolute ton of newspaper coupons. Um, there's actually a lot of different ways to use coupons now. Like, did you know that there's apps that will actually like source out the best deals at your local grocery stores now as well? Uh, apps like Honey, Flip, Save, uh, .ca, Swagbucks, Red Flag Deals. These are just a few examples, right? Some of those are American, some of them are British. Um, but you can find out your local grocery store and uh, and see what they allow in terms of the, the coupons that they accept. This might mean also that you can combine coupons as well from each kind of supermarket. Um, sometimes you can then obviously bulk bulk out and, and save even more by adding coupons on top of one another. Then the next thing to do is like, you gotta really try and start to avoid tricks and temptations, right? So stores are always set up to make you buy stuff. All right, I've already sort of said this, like when, when markets um, try and get their products placed in the supermarket, they end up having, some of them will spend a little bit more to be in a different location within the supermarket based on where consumers are more likely to either spend time or see things. So that's why the milk is never right at the front, right? You've got to walk past the 10 flashy displays just to get to the stuff that you actually need, right? Uh, so some pricey items are placed right at eye level, others are loaded onto aisle ends where loud signs help them stand out from the crowd a little bit further. Um, and we all know the checkout area is packed with stuff that's meant to trigger impulse buys, right? Common grabs, overpriced batteries, gum, snacks, magazines, toys, assorted cheap but high margin knickknacks you definitely don't need. In many cases, like prominent items appear to be on sale, but they really aren't. They're just prominent. So some pricey impulse items are displayed right beside things that are in high demand, just so you see them when you're picking up toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and other hot items. And how about samples, spotlights, and constructed urgency? They're all part of the game too, and people get tricked into making purchases all of the time. If you want to look inside retail industry design to liberate your pounds from your pocket, read how to uh, encourage impulse buying in your store. The best approach is to go in with a precise list and avoid grabbing the other got-to-have items that you see, right? Then ultimately, you need to stick to the plan. You're gonna, you've got enough tools here to kind of formulate um, a structure and how you sort of start shopping through these kind of um, upcoming struggling months. Uh, costs are rising, but you can take these steps and you can avoid overspending at the shops by planning ahead, being a bit thrifty, and you know you'll be on the right track with your budget and you'll be able to save a little bit in the long run. So that's kind of just a, a few ideas from me i'm sorry if that seemed a bit rushed but um yeah there was a lot to get through there so team hope you found value with that like i said everyone's in the same boat with over the next few months see what you can cut back on see where you can find savings and ultimately what it comes down to is the value you place on things okay so if you're not using things and getting enough out of them then they probably don't need to you know need to be there in your life you also need to recognize the things that add to your life, okay? Those are always the things that are then potentially worth costs as well as make just making savings. Cool. Team, hope you found uh, some value in today's podcast and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.